This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. The Top Sport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say, what's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half-time, but I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. See you later. The Wednesday Week is sponsored by the Riverside Cafe, the perfect place for a pre-match pint. gentlemen and a very warm welcome to the wednesday week the sheffield wednesday podcast i'm lord hilbert and with me online first of all we have fudgy fudgy hobbin how the chuff you yes that's two podcasts in a month what about that i think i've reached some kind of recent record there now haven't i i um two fingers of fudge this month <laughs> don't don't tell me ma'am she'll be uh, she'll be annoyed at that but i uh, yeah lovely sunny day having a good time i'm sat in my uh, sat in my bedroom sweating now I don't know if it's like uh, like it near where you live, but every time the hot weather comes out, what we get is men who have decided to choose to wear jeans for that day, and then realise it's hot and then take their top off and then walk around with jeans and no top. I, 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 do, do you get like this? Today outside Western Park, oh. and they never weigh more than like four stone, do they? Yeah, they always they always have bodies of scaffolders, don't they? Do you know what I mean? You know the little rangy kids that always used to be good at football, but you you know you you won't lend them a tenner because you're never going to see it back. You know what I mean? They always look like that, and then and then you get the other kids as well who constantly have their hand down the front of their cocking joggers. Do, do you know what I mean? And 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 then when and then they go then for what? ethnic man hug, cocking joggers. <laughs> Uh, viewers of the L word will know what I mean by that, but you know, um, <laughs> you know when uh, are you just describing an episode of Skins or something? I don't understand what's going on. <laughs> I'm just, just talking about the hot weather, aren't I? So, so yeah, and then, then you go for ethnic man hug, and they've just had the hand on the Johnson in the hot weather all day. So uh, I've been, <laughs> I've just been people watching a lot today. Uh, but, but if you want to know more about the cocking joggers, uh, you know, look up the term cocking and uh, an L word. And uh, you'll realise what I mean. It's something to do with oh, grey right. tracky bottoms and the wind blowing against them. I thought you were saying cock in joggers. Oh, uh, like, no, yeah, uh, that makes cock, sense you know, as with in... the wind blowing against them, yeah. Mm. Cocking joggers. Uh. Right. So, have, uh, I, have I clicked the wrong button? Because I thought this was a football <laughs> podcast. 
and we just appear to be talking about penises. I mean, you know, I'm game if that's what we want to. That's an avenue we want to go down. Um, you know, I've, I've got an hour free. Let's make this like an extra bit. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is it. You, you, you know, you said you had some editing to do for your other podcast. Is yeah. it cock chat? Am I any chance? That, you know what I mean? It's just, just reels and reels see, of it. See, this is why we don't normally introduce Dan Fudge first. But I thought I'd take a risk. What are you I'd doing take... me first? For? I know. <laughs> I thought I'd take a risk, and then it's just backfired. Uh, of course, as you'll probably guess, also on the line we have Victoria, my darling. How did you feel? I'm all right, thanks. Uh, I've not worn my cocking joggers today. So I did wear black jeans, though. Ooh, bad mistake. Ooh, it, ooh, ooh. Black jeans. I'm going to wear a frock tomorrow. I might have to shave my leg. I'm going to wear a frock. It's a bit warm. Ooh, happy birthday. I know. And uh, Mr. Marriott, what are you wearing today, James? Do you know what? I went, I went to work wearing black jeans. I came home from work wearing shorts. I was clever today. I took... Uh, I mean, it's still April, so I took a jacket to work with me, just in case, uh, and also a pair of shorts and um, and some slip-ons, and I got changed halfway through the afternoon. I've got but no air conditioning at work that. at like, home, so... You can change into shorts. I can't, because I've not shaved my legs for a month. But for you to do that, that's yeah. fine. Um, but I mean, think I've, I've, I've not shaved my legs for longer than a month, <laughs> you know, and I got away with it, it so... Snowed. It snowed. I've been busy. I wear very thick tights. A bloody month. Benito Carboni was doing his every other day. <laughs> well, I mean, I've been in hospital and that, haven't I? I've had no need. I've had a good excuse to not shave them. So I'm not bothered. Save me a fortune on razors. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm moving on. I'm moving on. Um, right, then, let's talk about some football, shall we? And uh, we'll start off with the whole match, shall we? Because I must admit, uh, again, as I'm sure uh, listeners to the pod will know, I wasn't really looking forward to this one because Hull had just been steaming through people uh, for the last couple of games and uh, obviously they were in a, a similar boat to us looking to make sure their um, championship status stayed where it was and um, it turned out to be good in the end but it wasn't the, the best of football games was it? Do you want, I do you want disagree, me, do you want... I really enjoyed it Just before, I'll, I'll let you guys talk about it a sec just let me tell you my knowledge of the whole match right because obviously I was away so uh, we won 1-0 uh, Jack Hunt got hit in the cocking joggers, and a squirrel <laughs> and a squirrel ran on the pitch. That's me yeah. done. I'm I'm out for yeah. the next ten minutes. Over to you. I watched it live, so although I can't really say, shall I pretend I went? Because I shouldn't really say that I watched it live, should I? I I, I think that you watched it on the the iFollow afterwards, and I had a full match experience. Yes. Yes. Absolutely, absolutely. But, I mean, the, um, the the first thing is, of course, the goal. Uh, John Rhodes, uh, a beautiful, beautiful goal, I thought. A, a fantastic-headed goal. Um, a lot of um, hostility still towards Mr Rhodes, I think, in the uh, the Wednesday fan group. Um, well, I, I, I'm a bit disappointed with it, if I'm honest. I'll be honest. I've been one of the most hostile people towards him, and I'm quite open about that. And I would tell him that to his face. He's he's frustrated me. He's he's wound me up. He's he's disappointed me in a very motherly way. Um, but I think <laughs> he absolutely ran his socks off on Saturday. He grafted so much, and that header was a proper. It was a Jordan Rhodes goal. Like if you'd have done those, you know, like you do spot the ball but he'd have just cut out the player and not the ball and said, who scored that? He'd have gone, Jordan Rhodes. Like, that was, it was 100% like his goal. That was what he was meant to do. And I think I think he really, really tried on Saturday. I think he, he worked hard for it and I can't fault him for that. 
He's no saviour of Sheffield Wednesday Football Club. I'm not going to give him that much respect yet. Uh, but uh, he showed what he can do. And maybe that's, you know, he's playing under a different manager. He's, you know, we'll see. Um, but I, I really thought it was a great game. I really, really enjoyed watching it. I thought it was end-to-end stuff. I think it was two teams who, okay, neither of them are particularly brilliant and neither of them are setting the championship alight. But we both had a point to prove given the last trip we both had to London together. Um, and I, I just thought it was great. I'd, as a neutral fan, I'd quite enjoyed that. No, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, uh, the uh, the Mr. Rose situation, it, I, there's been some debate online um, about it. And, and I'm, I'm glad to see him firing. I honestly think next season, fingers crossed, um, saying that we're going to have a million strikers back next season, aren't we? Um, hopefully, he'll, he'll be coming good. And I don't understand it. I don't understand it. I, 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 I don't think it's... I don't think it's his fault the price tag he came with. You know what I mean? Blackburn paid top dollar for him and all of a sudden um, he was worth X amount. Do you, do you know what I mean? And it, it's it's happened to a couple of people where their price tag has kind of ruined their career a little bit. And, and I, I and you know, I, I think that most Sheffield Wednesday fans, I, I assume including you, Vic, as well, um, want him to succeed and want him to oh, do 100%. well. 100%. I mean, what is it specifically that people have got the mug on about, though? Because I, just... I, I, I think he's particularly dangerous. I mean, you know, uh, even when he came on against QPR, he gave us something else up front. After I think, yeah, I, I think for me, it's been as a as a new Hugh fan and very very positive new Hugh fan, etc. I've seen him get absolutely slated for nigh on three seasons now for grafting. And a lot of what I've seen of Jordan Rhodes has been quite arrogant. And I think at first what I saw was of no confidence. Then I kind of twisted, whether it was in my own head, but a lot of the people I've spoken to have said this, seemed to become a bit of an arrogance thing. Like there wasn't that desire to run after stuff. There wasn't, you know, he floats like a salmon, stings like a butterfly. Like there's just, there's no there. Um, But he... It's frustrated me in that respect, but I will hold my hands up. And the first thing I tweeted as soon as he scored was, prove me wrong. That is all I want you to do. Prove me wrong. I'll happily, if he scores another four goals, I'll happily become a Jordan Rose fan. Like, that is absolutely fine. I've got nothing against the guy personally. I think, like you said, it's unfortunate the price tag he came with and the expectations that you come with with that price tag. But at the same time, I bet he wasn't complaining when he pocketed his bonus for signing on for that price tag. So, you know, it swings and roundabouts. He's he's a professional footballer. He's paid to do his job. And unfortunately, so far, he hasn't really set the world alight. Um, But like I can't fault him on Saturday. I think he worked so hard, and I think he did really, really well. Absolutely. I mean, the the, the goal itself, not just the actual head, but his movements for the goal. I mean, if you if you look at the actual the goal, there were three defenders in the area with him, and his movement caused one of them to fall over, and the other two were miles away anyway. So I, I just think he was a really, really well taken goal, and and a proper classic Jordan Rolls goal as well. The uh, the other um, uh, incidents uh, involving lovely balls from that game, as James mentioned earlier, was uh, Mr Hunt's unfortunate incident in his gentleman's area. Because up until that point, I thought uh, Jack was having a, a wonderful, wonderful game. And then he got hurt, didn't he? <laughs> it's the one we all wince at, isn't it, on the stands, where we all, where there's that silence Ooh. that descends. Ooh, you know what I mean? And then it's just, and then people looking at each other with that, uh, kind of 
80s Prince Charles impression bottom lip where we go, <laughs> you know what I mean? We've all done that. Yeah. <laughs> i tell you what, although as daft as it sounds, I know, I know we're having a joke about it. I know this this probably falls into the other other podcast we referenced at the top of the show on penis chat. But um, <laughs> but for the for Jack to tweet about it himself and for the boss to talk about it, it must have been a pretty serious injury. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? There must have been some actual he, damage he there. Actually, he did cry. Like, he was on the floor and, like, he, he got treatment and stuff and it was all like, oh, good up, Jack, you're fine. And he was getting booed by their fans and all sorts. And then he stood up and watching him play was more painful than watching him get injured because oh. he honestly... Oh, it was like someone had just taken a sledgehammer to his knackers. It was I don't, mean to be, I don't mean to be rude, Victoria, but you have no say in this discussion whatsoever. You do not know. Uh, I think pain. once a month, my lord, I no, no. fully appreciate the pain not that that is. And not then, unless somebody ran up and, and kicked you in the leg. like ten children, you have no say in this whatsoever. <laughs> this is why I have no sympathy for her when it comes to uh, screaming and shouting on the table. No. It's, he did uh... look. He looked in a lot of pain, and I appreciate that. And he came back on, and he couldn't continue. However, he didn't look in that much pain on Snapchat that night. So I'm just, I'm just throwing that out there. You know, it's just, just you know, if you were just in that saying. much pain, won't be clubbing, and you, don't uh, know. you know, you just don't know. You just don't. Well, know. Tell you what, though, they're, they're, well, that, unless you've got that... ice cubes down his pants, you do. <laughs> It's that pain you get. It's that twang that you get in the pit of your stomach, and then um, and then trying to run after it when you get a hit in the knackers after you played football. Have you ever seen those Miguel Yera training balls that he's uh, that he's constantly <laughs> pending on Twitter, where you've got a ball attached to your neck, and then you're literally just doing kick-ups with it? I can imagine that's you know that's what it's like running once you've once you've had one in the misters. Do you know what I mean? That, that, just like running along doing kick-ups. You know, I better control the Ronaldinho by the end of the afternoon. Well, we are glad that Jackie's better and it wasn't a, a, a season-ending injury after all that. Um, the other thing, of course, we, we did see Mr. Rhodes. He was seriously tiring towards the end, I thought. Uh, maybe a, a bit of a lack of fitness due to, to gameplay. And hence the, the arrival of our new superstar forward that's not a forward at all, uh, Mr. Frederick Nielsen. By gum, he's a big lad, isn't he? Jeez Louise. <laughs> did you see the photo of him and Joss? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. I remember he played in the uh, the preseason friendly, the uh, the first against the reserves, as it would be that we had a that we had at Hillsborough. Uh, I think it was on uh, Hillsborough uh, the fun day, wasn't it? On the uh, that we have in Hillsborough Park, they had a uh, they had an inter club friendly, and everybody was on Twitter like, you know what I mean? Who's this guy? Who's this guy? And Christ, he's a big lad, isn't he? Yeah, <laughs> he's a big stag. And it's, it's nice to see him get some game time actually, because he was uh, he was quite unfortunate at Nottingham Forest not to get much. And uh, the fact that we're, we're giving him a rollout gives us another edge. Because uh, I think, was it you that tweeted it, Lord H? Uh, the Venancio tweet. I mean, whether he's going to stay with us, yes. are we going to see him next season? I think that's, a, that's the a... podcast account tweeted that one. Oh, 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 did it? The the mythical account <laughs> that runs itself that makes these videos. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, we. I thought it was. I think that's actually a great discussion, and I think uh, a few of the responses we got were quite measured. You know, I, I'm, I'm not. I wouldn't be overjoyed if he. You know, if he left, I wouldn't be down if he stayed. Uh, you know, I th- a lot of them were. Yeah, and I, I. You know, I'd happily keep him as long as he's a squad player. I think that was the general consensus of it, wasn't it? 
Yeah, pretty much so. I mean, uh, he, he was because I, I, again, I thought uh, had, a, had a really, really good game um, against Hull. Yeah, I thought I made some some critical tackles and things, and and you don't hear much about him in the uh, sort of the the post match discussion, really, do you? He sort of just does his job, and and that's why the podcast account sort of asked the question, and and I think the majority, I, I'd say probably ninety percent, said yeah, absolutely keep him, maybe not as a first team player. Um, the one the odd people that said well, how did it take him that long to get to be a first team player etc cetera, etc cetera. <laughs> um, I don't know you I mean personally I think um, sort of line two top class squad player I've, I've been really super happy with him um, obviously it looks as though Mr Lubens isn't going to be much longer at the club um, we have got these these young stags coming through um, but I, I, I don't know what, what do you guys think would you would you like to, to, to keep him at Hilbra where, where do you think I, his role lies I pretty much agree with the uh, with the general consensus, you know, keep him in as a squad player. I think uh, Dom Housen last week did a very good article um, about players that we miss and uh, how, who we've not uh, recovered, um, who, we've, who, who we've not replaced well. And uh, one of those players was the... Um, oh, I can't believe I've just forgotten his name, even though he's about to speak about him. Um, the midfielder. Alex Lopez. Alex Lopez. Sorry about that. Christ, that was embarrassing, wasn't it? But yes, <laughs> Alex Lopez um, um, did a great job every time he came in. Um, and I think the point that Don was making, and, he, and I think he did it really well, was, um, was that when it comes to reserves and backup and depth, we were, were kind of struggling now. You know, we're, we're relying on children sometimes. And, um, and I think that, uh, that Venancio definitely fits in that upper class what's the, what's the term upper class reserve player is that a thing do you know what I mean yeah absolutely <laughs> absolutely it makes perfect no, sense you just made that up <laughs> I, um, I, I don't think he's good enough if I'm honest <sighs> I don't see a lot of difference between him and Vincent Sasso last season who wasn't really good enough um, Vincent Sasso has got two goals in a match I and he's a, he's a I, cult hero yeah <laughs> I think if we it depends what we're aiming for next season doesn't it if if we're going to be kind of like you know a mid-table maybe just dropping into the bottom half of the table team next season then Venancio will probably do an alright job as a backup but if we're serious about making a push for the top six we've got to be aiming for better than um, Venancio absolutely and again it, it's going to cost, it, it cost you goals when he plays it's going to cost you goals over a season Absolutely. I, 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 that's why it was such an interesting debate, I thought. And, and I'm sure when we get towards the end of the season, it'll be something that we discuss a lot, lot more. These sort of fringe players and, and what's going to happen to them when uh, the main team come back. Uh, so just finishing off the um, the whole game, then obviously that has more or less... Um, uh, do, do you think now we've squirrel. got our 50-point mark? We, 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 <laughs> the, the squirrel has been done. <laughs> Everybody knows that a squirrel ran on the pitch. Oh, and it was, was lovely. Brilliant. Oh, come on. He was so cute. And I was so behind when I watched it in my head. Um, and Dom Housen <laughs> tweeted that there was a squirrel on the pitch. And then I managed to get a cute video. It was so sweet. But where did it go? Where did it where, go? Where did it? Where? It's like Cotton Eye Jaw. Where did it come from? And where did where it go? Where did it go? <laughs> exactly, because it just seemed to land in the centre circle, didn't it? And it was just like, shit, what am I doing? Like, so it was like, and I said this on Twitter, it was the adult equivalent of like when a dog gets into your school playground. It was just all <laughs> to shit. Everyone went mental. It, it was like eight just... minutes extra time. Get rid of the squirrel. <laughs> It wasn't too long ago that we used to have dogs on the pitch during a football game. It used to be quite a regular occurrence, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. But they just weren't let her in. 
um... <laughs> well, maybe if you shaved her legs, then she might be uh, allowed out in public, Victoria. Um... <laughs> what um, what what about the disallowed goal? Because I've not I've not really watched the highlights. I must say, what I have seen is two videos of Hull fans who were vlogging during the game, who record themselves going mental at Hull scoring, and then it cuts to them going. What a joke. What was that for? What a joke. And generally kick it off about the goal that wasn't a goal. Well, the funniest thing about the disallowed goal is if those players that were offside hadn't have touched it, it was going in anyway and it wouldn't have been disallowed. So it's their own fault, really. Um, there, there were yeah. two offside players. Um, if both of them, I believe, sort of touched the ball going through, if they'd have just left it alone, Hull would have scored. It, so, was, uh, it was a couple of players trying to get a goal bonus in before the end of the season that's going yep. nowhere. Do you know what I mean? But this uh, this vlogging... Yeah, that's Dubai in July, look. <laughs> yeah, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but this vlogging, uh, recording yourself, that these young kids are doing Have nowadays... Have you seen them? Yeah, there's like, there's like I... two like teenage... Um, Hull fans that they just stink of a team that have recently been in the Premier League and have suddenly attracted these young fans who thinks it's really cool. Don't bother watching the game, record yeah, yourself yeah. watching it. No, my favourite one ever has to be the Rotherham United one at uh, when we beat them 1 0 on Boxing yeah, yeah, yeah. Day. Uh, that, that, that's, that's, that's right up there with me. And there's a and the Newcastle, the little Geordie lad, and uh, and oh god, who's the, who's the guy at um, is it Spurs? The glasses, the overweight chap. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I don't think he's shuffling a full deck, if I'm honest. So I feel really bad laughing at it, but he just he's just really angry and sweary. He's one of my favourites. But it's an odd thing, isn't it? You know what I mean? Like, how, how close are we away? I mean, am I going to be one of those guys now on Twitter with bloody modern football, bloody rubbish, look at Spurs ground, how lovely it is. Yeah, you will be rubbish. that guy that sets up a vlog of Sheffield Wednesday. That's who you'll be, Fudge. Oh, is, it, is that me, is it? Yeah, but to, yeah. to be fair to, 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 to those people that do that, we come on here, we give our opinions on, on the games and things. And there's not a million miles of difference to what we do and what they do. I don't think yeah, we actually just watch the game, don't we? You know, we, yeah, we watch the game and then we talk about it afterwards, which is what people do. Other than sitting in the pub and talking about it, which we also do, we then later on in the week all sit down at our respective dining tables or, in Vic's case, her converted um, attic studio uh, slash yeah, yeah. dungeon. I my bedroom tonight. Um, um... Oh, yeah, fair enough. Um, it's Eddie, isn't it, that converted one of his many spare rooms into an actual studio? Yeah, um... yeah he converted an annex. That's the only difference. On this subject, though, it might be funny. I might, Fudge, um, next season put you forward to do some Channel 5 videos because I think yes. that would be hilarious. Fudge on Channel 5, <laughs> giving his... I mean, you'll have to turn up to some like King Games every now and then to yeah, go through it, but, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thing yeah. is, though, James, they've they've scrapped us off now because we're not interesting like now. Like we're just mid-table mediocrity. So it's just like they just don't want to hear from us anymore. It's like, well, whatever. BT Sports still do. So hmm. not that any of us subscribe to BT Sport, and therefore <laughs> we don't see any of the content we produce for them. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah. But my but, cousin, like genuinely, like I've got a cousin like very very close cousin who is a vlogger by trade and she earns 10 times my salary in a year by making vlogs not about football but i just think i'm missing a trick here like like she'll go to primark or not primark any other discount store because she does have a range in primark um but she'll go in there and just vlog and get paid for it 
mental. I don't know what's worse. Is it these people that are doing it or the people that swallow it up? I mean, how, how devoid is your life that you've got to have somebody to tell you what to buy in Primark? Well, that's the Do thing. It. The minute she tweets, mate, I have to turn my phone off because it just goes mental. And it's like, can you not just text me? Seriously. I got, I, got, I, got called a, I got called a see you next Tuesday by Katie Hopkins. And I know, I know, I know how that feels. Like, you know what I mean? But, <laughs> <laughs> it's not true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, Dude, yeah, proud I, of you. Well done. Yeah, I called her something uh, similarly bad, uh, like, you know, lobotomized shit trumpet or something like that. And, um, <laughs> and, she, and she, 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 she called me a C-bomb and said, I bet your mum's very proud or something like that. And uh, God, the vitriolic abuse I got from the... But how proud was your mum to get that? Staunch nutcases that follow Katie Hopkins. Because, yeah, you know, you have these people that go, Katie Hopkins tells it like it is. She's a paid troll. You know what I mean? Mm, People, mm. you know, the sun pays her to tweet this crap, to, to sell crap newspapers. Do you know what I mean? But nobody nobody seems to know this. And, and, and I find it astounding that people swallow it up and go, yeah, that's what we're all bloody thinking. Go back to your Britain first meetings, you clown. Anyway, football. <laughs> <laughs> so it was offside then? Yeah, yes, yeah. it was. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah. well offside. offside. <laughs> but again, we, we did. Uh, there was a, a, a lovely video, if you want to have a little look at it, posted on our social medias of um, the celebration of the Hall fans and a, a zooming on the crowd and a lovely lady thoroughly, thoroughly enjoying herself uh, celebrating the goal until it was pointed out that it wasn't a goal. So have a little nosy. Ever so much fun. Whether you're celebrating a birthday, a wedding or anniversary... Maybe you've passed your driving test, or you've landed a new job. Well, whatever your reason for a party, the Riverside Cafe is the perfect location on Catchbar Lane overlooking Hillsborough Stadium. To inquire about hiring us for your function, call 07989-856-054 or 0114-232-6121. Right then, ladies and gents, let's crack on with some uh, some Wednesday news for this week. We've actually got quite a bit of Wednesday news, which, which makes a refreshing change after um, recent months. Uh, first things first, uh, again, we don't know how true this is. Uh, there has been speculation in the national press that Mr Westwood is being courted by several clubs um, among them Southampton and Leeds. Now we did have a little bit of a, a, a chin wag about Westwood last week actually. Um, so clearly this is where the, the national press have picked up this story because they're all Wednesday week listeners. We all know that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, yes, it, it, there has been figures banded about, quite low figures actually. The one that I've seen, which it must be nonsense, is about £900,000 which is ridiculously low i think but again asking the question um mr westwood could he be a sacrifice for our, our financial fair play situation uh, or would you prefer to keep his his goalkeeping prowess because again the reaction on social media i found very what's the word well, astonishing actually a lot of people said yeah bye westwood and, and i thought, thought that was very strange indeed but I think I think the uh, the issue, and I'm, I'm thinking back here to uh, the last financial fair play special thing that we did, whereby the kind of conclusion with that is something's got to give. You know, if we're going to balance the books, there's a pretty good chance that we're going to need to offload someone who is an asset, and we don't have many players who are actual assets. And Westwood, at the age that he's at, with the other people that we've got in that particular department of the pitch might be the most obvious kind of sacrificial lamb if we're going to bring some money in. Uh, for £900,000, they can swizzle for it, though, because you have no chance. It's like two, three, it's a £2-3 million pound player 
at, at least really although he has only got a year left on his contract so I don't know it's tough thing is I guess my question back to you would be alright if we say right we'll keep Westwood what are we going to do to balance the books because we've got to you know, we can't keep Westwood and give a contract to Financio and give a new contract to uh, Nuiu, um and not get rid of someone because the books just will not balance. So who, 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 who are you going to get rid of? The players well, that we've got that are it. actually yeah. assets, you've got Eddie. Yeah, let's sell him. <laughs> um, you've, got, you've probably got three goalkeepers who are all assets. So you could sell any one of those three and make a decent amount of money on them if you wanted to. Uh, I think we probably all agree that you don't want to sell Wildsmith, you don't want to sell Dawson, they're the future. Um, what else? We've got um, Tom Lees is probably an asset, although with his injury record, I don't know how much of an asset. Um, Bannon would probably get a substantial fee. Forestieri, um, Lucas Zhao, Adam Reach. Is that about it? In terms of players that are actually worth... you know, At the minute, I think... New will go for a, a considerable amount uh, with his current form. If you look at what well, Gary Medina went, contract, though, isn't well, he? So I'd he wouldn't, he wouldn't like go for anything. Eight figures. Yeah. No, eight figures. Good <laughs> well, he's got he's got about a month left on his contract, so he's worth about forty five p. No, well that's that's bollocks. Uh, no, he. Um, I think you. <laughs> I think uh, Jock has said that he is key to next season, and therefore I think ten uh, is quite acceptable and thus he will be worth about well if Jordan Rhodes is worth 10 oh, well. million 35 for Atty I'll tell you what you, you <laughs> I, well, I, was, I, was, I was trying to have a reasonable adult conversation and you know. <laughs> no, no, I feel like I'm on storage orders. it's like he's a $12 bill right there like he's just yeah sorted absolutely storage hunters is that, yeah. is that the bloke that goes ba 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 40 no saying anything <laughs> yeah, exactly. I tell you what, actually, with Jordan Rhodes, I, I meant to say this earlier when we were talking about. Did anybody notice the difference in shape that he is? He is in a significant better shape than what he was when he first signed for us. Um, he looked, he looked like he looked a mess uh, earlier part of this season. He'd not shaved. He looked overweight, and he seems to be looking in better shape. Keep an eye out for that, kids. But in the interim, I think uh, you know George Hurst might generate you know a bit of money, uh, not a lot. But, uh, he will you know. though, will he? Because he's got no contract. Yeah. Well, we get a, a peg. Yeah, but we'll, we'll get yeah, we'll get we'll something. Get, we'll get yeah. Same for the other lad as well. I can't remember his name right now. He was the Saint guy Claire. that played, played a few games. Um, yeah, Sean Clare. Um, he'll yeah. be. Um, we'll get a bit there, but but not not enough to kind of balance things. We're not we're not saving anything in terms of wages with those two. I think looking at the the team, where if if one of our superstars, uh, for the ones of a better phrase, did leave, we would be covered. Uh, the, the sensible option is Westwood, isn't it? Because we do have Joe Wildsmith, who has done a decent. It, it, let's face it, is is not as good as Westwood just yet, but he has been doing a very very good job. Considering that he was sort of thrown in at the deep end, I, I think he's had a, a wonderful season. Um, so if we do have to let go of, of one of our, our higher earners, shall we say. I think Westwood would be the most sensible decision. From a, 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 a fan watching football, I would hate to see him go. But that's football these days, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, but just, just today said there's been no formal approach. And like I said on my big long rant about QPR last week, uh, Joe Wildsmith was bloody rubbish. Uh, you know what I mean? He, he still has a lot to learn to be the real deal. So who do we replace him with? Are we, are we suggesting that, you know, we're all right. We've got... 
we've got a couple of young kids. We'll be fine without Westwood, or or do we fight to keep him? I, you know, I, for me, it's a no-brainer because I think that Westwood's one of the best keepers in the league. But, so um, who will we get rid of him? Well, as uh, as James says, I think I think the players that he listed, I think uh, players like Reach are. I mean, he's been our standout player of the season for me. I think he's been I think he's been incredible. And uh, but as, as daft as it sounds, I don't think we'd recoup the money we paid for him. I think we'd probably get Reach? about the same. Yeah, make about um, five hundred grand. Nah, Re- Reach should be worth about eight nine million quid now. He's he's proved himself to be versatile, can play across the pitch. He's still young. He's learning, he's stepped up, he's shown that he can be a leader, he's captain the team. He's a massive asset. He's probably the biggest asset that we've got right now. Worth way, yeah. way, way more than we paid for him. Way more. Well, well, well he, was a, he was our club's top signing, wasn't he, before Rhodes? He was, uh, what is he, five million quid? Yeah, it was something like, I think it was like four million pound down and then various kind of add-ons um, related to like promotions and appearances and, you know, if he ever plays for England, all that kind of malarkey. So yeah, it prob- probably somewhere around five million or something like that that we've that we've paid for him now. But I reckon, I, I reckon he can't be far off worth double that now. When you look at, if Gary, if Gary Medine's going for five million, uh, <laughs> then Adam Reach yeah. at his age and what he's shown he can do this season, he's double that. I think the uh, the Gary Medine is going to be the yardstick for many a transfer, uh, you know, discussion across the across the season that that we're all going to have, and men yeah, across pubs Gary are going Medine's to have going forward. If Gary Medine's worth five million, I'm at least worth ten. No, but I, I, t- I tell you what, I've got Gary no Medine. criminal record. I don't Snapchat while I'm driving. I'm just there. We go eight million right there. <laughs> Gary Medine <laughs> is worth five million to a Neil Warnock team. Do you know what I mean? The way he sets up, the way he plays football, the type of person he wants. He's worth that money to him. To everybody else, we're sat here scratching our heads going, what is wrong with you, you nutcase? But, you know, to him in his head, that, that you know, that, that was a going rate and it, there's all the buying out of contracts and all that sort of stuff. But I think Reach is our most sellable asset, but I would hate to see him go. Getting rid of Westwood would be an absolute disaster. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Agreed. It's tricky. I, I, if, if, if I, I wouldn't sell Reach, and I think if we had to sell any of our current assets, uh, assets, assets, um, and it wasn't Westwood, I, I probably would sell Westwood personally. Um, then I'd probably look at Zhao as being someone that we could maybe live without. Although he's young, and yeah. we've seen how much no, he's learned this season, uh, and I really wouldn't want to see him go. But again, he is someone that is worth considerably more money than we um, than we paid for him now. So, yeah, I think I think the most frustrating thing about that conversation is, you know, we're talking about people that we would happily let go because they're an asset, but we're talking about uh, like, oh, like okay, Westwood hasn't been involved this season. Let's not say he's injury prone because we know what that brings on. Um, but he hasn't been involved. You know, Zhao has been and he's done very very well when he's needed to. Um, but he was ne- he wasn't first choice striker before the injuries, um, because we were trying to develop him, and that's fine. Um, Reach, I think, like we've said, you know, he was a massive signing. We'd spent a lot of money, and we expected a lot from him. Um, and I think I don't think I'm unfair in saying that it's only been in this season, really, or the last half of the season, that he's proved that worth. I think he, he really struggled to find himself at first and Carlos played him all over the pitch. And I think we've really sort of found a niche with him now, that we found his his place. Um, but I just think it's really sad that, you know, they're the people that we might have to give way to when actually we're a very, very wealthy club, albeit not in financial fair play rules. Um, 
but that we would even have to consider getting rid of people. You know, when we have got a massive backlog of players that will be disappearing in the summer with your likes of Wallace and uh, maybe Hutchinson, you know, there are quite a few people that are on big money that will probably leave. Um, I just, I, I think it's going to be a very, very interesting summer. I really do. Mm. And it's uh, obviously in a positive and negative way. <laughs> I mean, we're not suggesting that these players should be going, but it's just a case of they may have to, to as James said, balance the books. And uh, although those players leaving would remove some uh, financial bits and bobs from the wage bill, uh, we do have to have some money coming in as well. Uh, right then, ladies and gents. So next little bit of Wednesday news: uh, Mr. Chancery playing on the football pitch at Hillsborough in the uh, charity game. How lovely was that to see? I mean, how many I've... owners would do that? I thought this was absolutely brilliant, and I kind of, I kind of got a bit angry at Sheffield Wednesday Twitter, uh, mocking it a little bit because I kind of thought, like you just said, then Lord H, how many other chairmen's going to, you know, how many other chairmen across the across the leagues are going to do that? I think it's absolutely brilliant, and him going up, that photo of him going up for an header and all that in his little trackies. I thought, I mean, this guy is a billionaire, you know what I mean? In his, this, in his cocking joggers, in his cocking joggers, <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, in it, you know what I mean? He's bombing up front in his cockers. And I, I love it. I think you know. I I, I think it's outstanding, and uh, and I think our fans should lay off him. Uh, you know, I, I know that Twitter's a toilet, and and everybody like I think it was Atty New said, people find something, try and make it funny, and try and get numbers. I mean, it's entirely my entire Twitter. You know, feed. <laughs> you know it's it's like Atty New looked at mine and went, yeah, that's what Twitter is. But yeah, I I thought it was I thought it was great, and I thought it was kind of lovely in a way as well. Yeah, no, it really was nice. I mean, the actual the, the event itself was was smashing. Uh, people seemed to uh, to be enjoying about all this as well. And uh, of course, we we saw goals from uh, John McClure of uh, Reverend of the Makers fame. And uh, I don't know if you guys, obviously going back to the, the teenage vloggers, uh, Mr. Brad Garside scored an absolute bonafide thunder chuffer um, at the Cop End at Ellsbury as well. Which, uh, let's face it, we'd all love to do it, wouldn't we? We really, really would. Fair play to yeah, that. Definitely. Wasn't it like, was it, you know, last minute or injury time winner and they were 4-1 down and they won 5-4 or something? You're like, bless the lad, that is stuff that dreams are made of, isn't it? The cop end of Hills were a last minute winner when you've been 4-1 down. That's brilliant. Oh, it was fantastic. So if you do get a chance to see those goals, uh, pop over to, to, to Brad's uh, Twitter. You'll, you'll find them all over the YouTubes so when it comes to blogging and things like that as well. Um, and yeah, it was just lovely. Really, really was. Um, oh, other little bit uh, of... Hang on, hang on. Is, is anybody a bit pissed off that none of us were asked to play? No. We've been doing this show, we've been doing this show what, seven years now? Eight years? You had to apply. You didn't apply. Tough shit. We should just be bloody asked. Are, are, you, t- <laughs> are you telling me that John McClaw's applied? Nah, bloody hell. Don't you know why? I am, I am Fudge off the Wednesday Week podcast. How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> Should have had a written invite in gold. It's not on Fudge. It's not on. People do not respect your, your vocal attributes. <laughs> over the <laughs> It's just not on. <laughs> Uh, oh, right, uh, obviously the, the other uh, sombre Wednesday news this week, we, we can't let the uh, the podcast go by without mentioning that uh, Sunday did see the, the 29th anniversary of the, the Hillsborough disaster. Um, there's nothing that we can say that hasn't been said a million, million times, but we do have to remember uh, what happened on that day, uh, make sure that it never happens again. Um, we've all said it a million times, nobody should go to a football match and not go home. So uh, please do be aware that um, those people are in our thoughts. 
Um, right then, ladies and gentlemen. So let's crack on uh, with some some other little bits, really. Um, for for now. Uh, first things first. The under twenty threes, uh, the youth section. James, do, would you like to take over this youth section? I do youth. know that you enjoy talking about the kids, don't you? I I don't like the way that you intro this. I, I really. It, I don't. I don't understand what I'm doing wrong. They're the future of the club. I don't like the way you make it sound like I've got some kind of untoward interest in, 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 the, in, the, in the, the youth of this football club. Um, yeah, I, I've got no idea. I am so out of the loop. I've been drunk for a week, so I don't know. Did the well, win? Um, uh, Didn't the win something like 5-1? 6-1? 10-1? The won? The won. Did the win? Fudge, are we still recorded? Are we still recording? The one Bristol City and uh, the under-23s are now back at the top of their respective league. Sorry, I mean, grammatically, I'm going to have to pull you up for a second. There. I was going to say They've that. won yeah, Bristol yeah. City. They, they Is won, this, I, when I, did we take the podcast out to a school playground and record it there? <laughs> they won them. <laughs> You know, bear in mind, I've maligned him for about five years for just calling Bristol City Bristol. And the like, first time he's dropped it in. And then you, and then you just, just dropped to get the name of the team, right? <laughs> Try so hard, uh, but the reason that I mention this is uh, young Fraser Preston, who is a, a bit of an up and comer. Um, he's travelled with the, um, the the first team a few times. He scored two wonderful goals. One beautiful finish. If, if you haven't seen it, you do whip over to uh, the, the Wednesday website, or they'll be all over social media as well. The first goal was a beautiful sort of slot past the keeper. The second goal was an absolute bony fidey thunder for Alan Ross Wallace cutting in. From the left, it was absolutely beautiful. Oh, I have I've seen that. Yeah, because that's one of those where the ball's still rising when it hits the back of the net, exactly. and it looks fantastic. Yes, yes, I've seen absolute bony fiery thunder chopper. So um, yes, I obviously we had a little bit of a chat about assets, and and obviously some of them are going. Um, I think this chap um, is is again. We've seen him about the first team every now and again, but do keep a little eye out of this fellow as well because he is looking spiffing, to say the very least. Uh, right, so other little bit. We've been doing a little bit more on social media, uh, as you've probably seen, and uh, we've been sort of pointing bits and bobs out from the players. And the, the players, again, their social media exploits seem to be flourishing once more. Um, first thing we noticed this week, uh, Fessy's young son, uh, Santiago, 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 they call him Santi. Lovely little chap. It was his first birthday. Did you guys see the video of him singing to Santi? No, uh, no, um... I didn't. I, I, th- I think that he. I think that me and him share a birthday. You do, James. Oh, I, I think he's uh, it's actually the day before. But um, clearly, uh, I think. Fessy oh, was oh, trying... well, all right, bollocks to them. Move on. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, think, I honestly think Fessy. <laughs> Trying very, very hard to make sure that Santa was born on James Marriott's birthday. But they had a curry the night before. And we all know what happens there. You know what I mean? And by the time it's James' birthday anyway, we're all birthdayed out. Nobody wants to talk about a birthday after little Santi. So uh, sorry, mate. You know, you're like having having your birthday on Christmas Day. Do you know what I mean? It's just, yeah, sorry, Paul. <laughs> Again, one of the reasons I'm mentioning this is the the actual the birthday celebrations. There was some some photographs popped out from from Fessy's Twitter account. Uh, sorry, from Fessy's uh, Instagram account. And uh, obviously there was Zhao there, there was New there, Lubens and and family. Uh, the actual video itself of the singing came from young Miss Lubens, um, which was fantastic. Uh, Johnny, of course, I, I'm sure Johnny's probably 
grandfather to um, <laughs> to young Santi, bless him. Uh, but he just again, he just I shows. I think you mean players... Godfather. God, God, Godfather. Yes, I think you're probably right. I do <laughs> My apologies, uh, Godfather. <laughs> if, um, if the if the baby didn't come out with that blonde mop of hair that they do on that wig, that would have been my bloody day. <laughs> but there has been some lovely videos of the little chap as well. I, I don't know if you saw when Fessy was injured. Um, it, it, it put him on the the luggage rack at the airport, and he sort of whizzing past through the luggage and things like that as well. It was beautiful. It was really, really lovely. Um, and again, I, I don't know what it is with the social media, or if I've been noticing it more or what. But the players just seem a little bit more freer to to, to post and to to do these things and of course uh, we did see a, a massive congratulations to uh, Mr and Mrs Kieran Lee for the birth of their I think it's their third child this one um, a oh, young... go Garatelli three <laughs> their third child are you winding me up get a hobby they've only been together wow. about a year well clearly Mrs Lee shaves her legs um, and um... <laughs> <laughs> no no it's their first child child where's that come from i i i that's what I, my research could be wrong if it no, is it is wrong thoroughly but yes congratulations mr and mrs Lee, on, on the birth of lovely little baby madison I'm, she looks like I, a proper little sweetheart i'm sure we've talked about kieran lee's missus giving birth before i reckon it's it's the second child while we've been doing <laughs> yeah, the podcast. jack hunt's missus talked about before no, it's their first baby. Trust me, it's their first baby. Right. Answers on a we, postcard, We're talking about players' children quite a lot. I think we should move on. <laughs> I'll tell you what, just, just as, a, as a side note, kids, if you're listening to this, you know, one, apologies, you know, uh, about the language and that. But two, there is a different Kieran Lee that does a completely different job. <laughs> now, um, if you do come across that one, you, you've spelt it wrong. Um, Never Google his so, name. So Google Kieran Lee footballer. That's the best thing to do. Or, uh, you know, if your parents find your search history, you're going to be in a bit of trouble. Uh, just, you it's know. a great excuse, Fudgy. It's a great Fudgy, excuse Fudgy, for yeah, search history. It's fun. I was just looking for football. And uh, you will you will see, uh, if you do Google that other chap, um, exactly how little baby Madison was made in the first place. Um, <laughs> Uh, right then, ladies and gentlemen. So let's crack on with our preview for this week, shall we? Of course, we have the uh, the upcoming Reading game um, to, to look forward to. Sort of. Um, I must admit, I mucked up on the socials this week and I completely forgot about the Reading game. But we went straight for for Wolves. So if you did send me any um, thoughts on the upcoming Wolves game, my apologies. Um, so I got. Did you want to talk about Wolves away? Because yeah, I really yeah, couldn't yeah. wait. <laughs> I was going to say, was that psychological? Do you think it was just yeah, yeah. There that all you wanted to do was talk about Wolves away? I've got videos, I've got T-shirts ready for all the way. Honestly, it's going to be wonderful, but we do have to wait another week for it. So that was my fault, I apologise. But we do have the, uh, the upcoming Reading game. Obviously, Reading, I, I think Reading are still looking over their shoulder. They're only mm. five points from the drop zone and they're not having a brilliant time of it at the moment. Are they? I think Reading and Sheffield Wednesday are great poster boys of how transient this league is. You know what I mean? How, 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 how well it can shift from... From good fortune to, to pish in, a, in an absolute, you know, in a heartbeat. Um, we've complained about our season all season and they've just been as bad, if not worse. Uh, they, they got rid of Yapstam, didn't they, uh, a few months ago? And uh, they've not steadied the ship. There is a, there is a definite danger of, um, of them going down. But I think that the, the bottom three are probably going to be the bottom three anyway. Because were, were we, now we're, I think we're mathematically safe, aren't we, or near as dummy? Were we, we are, really yeah, yeah, worried yeah. about relegation? 
Were we, yeah. were we really seriously worried about it? I was, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, so was it, I. it was it was a real struggle a few weeks ago to see where after the after the uh, was it the Bolton game where they equalized in the last minute? It was yeah. really hard to see where that next win was going to come from. I genuinely you look at the fixtures and just think, well, it's not that one and it's not that one and it's not that one. Um and thankfully what actually happens is that when I leave the country they win and I've left the country yeah. quite a bit over the last few weeks and that's ultimately I'm not saying that I've saved our season here but you know I've just looked <laughs> at the you... stats that's all I'm saying um, yeah, but I, I, yeah I seriously was I, I I think you're probably right in terms of the fact that I think Reading it, it would be a real surprise to see Reading get proper dragged into it um, however I think that Birmingham are the team to keep an eye on. I can see them getting dragged back down into it. Yeah, I think I think, I think you might be right. They, they've they've, got, they've very... got some pretty horrible fixtures still to they play. Are. And they can't seem to string any kind of um, form together. One week they'll, they'll they'll get beat one nil, two nil, then they'll spank somebody three or four nil, and then and then just get knocked right back again. They can't seem to get any kind of any kind of momentum. Is 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 the word? But uh, yeah. you know. Personally, from a Sheffield Wednesday fan, it'd be nice to finally get rid of bloody Burton, if I'm honest. <laughs> yeah, I, I would, from, purely from a selfish point of view, Reading would be the team that I'd pick to go down. Because I don't enjoy going to Reading. I think it's a bit of a rubbish, it's a rubbish trip down there. It takes longer to get to Reading on the train than it takes to get to London, even though it's north of London. Um, yeah. So I wouldn't. I, I certainly wouldn't shed a tear at Reading dropping out of the league. Although it is the easiest ground for me to get to, uh, to come and meet you. <laughs> Although it's, it looks like Saints are going down, so Saints away yeah. day, lads. What yeah. are you saying? <laughs> Everybody to fudges. Uh, I believe we've got some players returning as well, haven't we, Victoria? Uh, yes. Um, apparently, according to old Yossa's interview today, we are expecting Lucas Zhao, Jordan Rhodes, and Daniel Padil to all be fit and ready for the game. Uh, yay! Good <laughs> Yeah. More, I think more importantly than all of this is after many years of waiting, we will finally see a fan zone introduced at, at Hillsborough before the game with a, an actual bar and like food and stuff what? on sale outside the stadium. Where this is the bar going to be? Like, is it all literally in the club shop car park? It will is be. Yeah, I would imagine that the because there's that kind of little sort of gated bit, isn't it, that backs onto the north stand? That yeah. You can't you can't go in and out through there. I don't know what that's for. So I'm guessing the bar will be in that corner and then they can just run the lines that they need to um I, across ironically the... there is a huge piece of ground that nobody seems to park on and nobody seems to use that there, there would have been a perfect fan zone but no let's use the car park of the club shop i'm not whinging i'm not whinging sorry i think it's a great idea it's about well, there's, time a, there's, it's a, like... there's a massive nice sod off park like a minute down the road that's <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know yeah. absolutely huge it's big enough for tram lines to move their entire festival there I'd be the world but it's change, not big enough for us to up the fan that zone. would have been a fan park that yeah, we, we um, didn't get the World Cup, so therefore <laughs> didn't happen. Uh, but it was had to be. Yeah, there were there were plenty of things in place there. Yeah, I think yeah, fan parks are nice. Um, I just think, and oh, I don't want to expect too much. I would rather expect everything or nothing, and I think that goes a lot in my life in general. But. I've been to see numerous gigs at the Etihad Stadium and I've been to a couple of matches there, including when um, Dave scored. Let's just say when Dave scored. Yeah. At when when we were 1-0 in front for an yeah. entire half at Manchester exactly. City. Exactly, that, that game. 
And their fan park is, you know, they'll have a stage and it's a massive stage, like concert stage with ex-players talking. And there are hot dog bars. There's a shop. There's numerous bars around. There are noodle bars, anything you want. Like our car parking club shop just seems a bit like, well, should we just rather just not do all? Are you going to go and be surrounded by children on a bouncy castle? Is that what you want to do with they, your afternoon? They could get off that chuffing bouncy castle because I'm having my go. When I've, had a, <laughs> I'm having a couple of pints of Jaipur and then I'm on it. Um, I don't, no, I, I don't I know. I don't, I, don't, I, don't know if I'll, I don't know if I'll go on or not. I probably will go and... and show my face and see what it's like because I think it's a really good move and um, you know I, I would say as well that we've all been very quick to criticise the club for stuff that they've done this season um, and you know there's, there's certain things that certainly for me I've been saying for years why don't we do this why don't we do that why don't we do the other one of it's been why don't we why don't we do a fan park people go for a beer before the game why aren't the club trying to do something so that they're bringing in that money rather than people going elsewhere so they've opened a pub in the ground brilliant that's that's great and people still slag it off because it's not busy at 11 o'clock on a wednesday night or it's not busy at four o'clock on a sunday afternoon so it gets slated and then they open a fan zone and people are slating it before that's even done i think great move by the club and it's great to see them doing something that's positive and and trying to move things forward so um i really hope that it it works i i hope it works i i I think it's a great idea i think it's brilliant I, i think it should be you know it should be something akin to the uh what is it? The owls in the park before every home game for me personally. I think mm-hmm. there should be there should be something like that everywhere, um, and and like you say, it generates revenue for the club, and it's probably a lot easier to police as well. As ridiculous as it sounds, because everybody's all in one place instead of you know people getting in there five minutes before kickoff, tanked up from the new barrack. But you know, I, I'm all for supporting local business as well. I hope they still still do really well. But I I, I think it's a great idea. I just think it might be a bit of a girly wet dribble of an attempt and I hope it gets better. And again, well, I'm sorry, themselves I've been it before a, it starts. They've said themselves it's like a bit of a tester, isn't it? They're going to see what it's what it's like and with the aim of doing it for every game next season. Uh, yeah, so man, this is kind of like the trial run. So, um, yeah, fair play and good luck. I, 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 I really yeah, good hope luck. That, it's, um, that it's all right, that it's decent. If the weather forecast is as it's, as it's um, predicted to be, it could be uh, a really good day to do it as well. Absolutely. And if you look, Sort of to the sky and, and south slightly, you might even see Victoria's attic from the fan <laughs> park as well, which would be amazing. If that's the case, can you flash everybody from your window, please? <laughs> I mean, hey, look, is that is that the is that Vic from the Wednesday Week's attic? There's the chaps. If that's not a reason to go to the fan park, then there isn't a reason to go. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guarantee you now, Sheffield Wednesday listeners, that is what's going to happen. Um, <laughs> I think Vic's probably off having a wee, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna tell her that's what she's doing. No, I'm just do. ignoring you. Right then, boys and girls, do you have any other little bits for this week? A bit personal. Fair enough. Uh, I, I have a little bit. Oh, it's only a little bit that I forgot to mention in the news. Uh, but, of course, uh, Mr. Reach has uh, been given the, the Player of the Season Award by the uh, the Wise Old Owls fan group. Uh, obviously, we're getting towards the back end of the season now. Uh, we are going to be looking at, at these types of awards. Do you think this is a um, a good call? I mean, Fudge obviously mentioned earlier that you think he's been one of the standout players for the season. Do you think he's deserving these sort of accolades? 
I think that was absolutely spot on. I think you can, you know, he has, like I've said, we were quite frustrated with him at first and he wasn't in the right position. And he said that, his dad said that, you know, there weren't loads of bits about that. Um, and I think he's finally played in the right position. He's scored some cracking goals. He's made some cracking assists and he's just been a really, really good player. Um, but I must admit, I was quite disappointed, my lord. Um, when I clicked on the article and it wasn't you, James, Dickie and Eddie awarding it because I presume, are you the grumpy old owls? Yeah, we're grumpy, yeah it was grumpy old owls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I've never heard that, the wise, who is it? The wise old owls? Yes, it's an old old fan. Wiser, isn't it? Wiser. They, they tend to be um, uh, fans of the older generation, shall we say. Um, I was um, arguing with a fan of the, the older generation on, on um, the social medias this week. Um, I have the utmost respect for anybody that's been watching Sheffield Wednesday for 60 years. But if you have been, please don't discount us poor young whippersnappers that have only been watching for 30 years because we have an opinion as well. Um, <laughs> We've been what, through what a damn cycle. What was it about? <laughs> the last 30 years. It was about, uh, well, it started off about Jordan Rhodes and sort of went on from there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, I'm sure he's a very nice chap, but the, the, the arrogance of I've got a season ticket and I've been watching Wednesday for 60 years, so anything that you say doesn't count. Yeah. Rather so... annoyed me slightly but um, other than that I mean, the, the wise old house fan group I do have a lot of respect for and again obviously um, I think they've made the right decision with their choice of player of the season yeah I totally agree um, I, the reason I asked you that is because I know both me and you got in a, uh, actually a very polite uh, conversation rather than argument but certainly you know disagreement with um, someone because Adam Reach still does seem to divide opinion among some people some fans still think that he's lazy and that um, that you know he backs out of challenges and um, he just kind of runs around doesn't really know what he's doing and I'm like I don't know if I've been watching the same team as some other people because I genuinely feel this is the guy that saved our season by is the only one pretty much in the entire team that's actually stood up and, and been counted um, and certainly kind of taken the mantle of being the leader so yeah I mean very well deserved and you kind of you know, I'd expect that he'll, he should pretty much it should be a clean you know across the board a, 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 you know, a, he should win pretty much every one shouldn't he this, this season it's difficult to see who else there is that can really kind of yeah, there's, there's going to be Dave Club that can get together on a Wednesday night. <laughs> They're going to be sat there, you know, and the player of the season for Dave Club has got to be Dave <laughs> under the duvet. I was going to say, my lord, have we had the trophy major or are we still in negotiations <laughs> to the prize? To be fair, I mean, the, the, the actual... Um, Dave Club Awards, you know, little Oscars that, that people get at the Oscars ceremony. It's essentially just one of them with Dave's face on it. So <laughs> clearly he's going to win them all. <laughs> but unfortunately, he has not yet um, replied to our invite to, to spend the night in Victoria's attic with me, Victoria, and the Funny rest that. of yeah. I am, I am <laughs> very surprised by this information. <laughs> uh, right, does anybody else have any other little bits for this evening before we, we close the show? Nope, fantastic. So, ladies and gents, if you would like to get hold of um, Fudgy on the social medias, first of all, and find out exactly what didn't happen, where can we do that, Fudgy? Well, if you want to know what didn't happen, what didn't take place, uh, I'm at Dan Fudge on Twitter. Uh, Come and say hello. And uh, and I'm just actually, after mentioning it earlier on, I tried to find the original tweet where Katie Hopkins mugged me off. And uh, and she's deleted it. She's actually actually deleted it. And... uh, (laughs) And yeah, so she, she's chucked some vitriolic abuse at me via everybody else. They're, all the replies are still there. In fact, Vic got involved and jumped to my defence, so I appreciate that. And, yeah, uh, I'm assuming when you mentioned it, I thought, I'm sure I got involved in that. 
Yeah. It's not like yeah, you yeah. to get involved, eh? Yeah, I know. And, uh, and yeah, so she's deleted the original tweet, which is quite frustrating. But yeah, have a look. You know, it didn't happen. So, uh, you know, see what happens. Victoria, my darling, if people want to find you over there on the Twitter, where can we do that? Uh, you can find me at Victoria1867. Uh, that's 1867. And uh, yeah, it's not my birthday, as everyone seems to find hilarious to point out. It is the year that Sheffield <laughs> Wednesday Football Club was formed. And 2018 is the year that Sheffield Wednesday Football Club was saved by Sir Ate <laughs> of New Hue. So that's Victoria1867. Jamesy, oh boy, where can we find your bits and bobs over there on the socials? Um, I am at James Marriott, uh, which is two R's, two T's, no one, no eight, no six, and no seven. <laughs> of course, if you'd like to find me over there on the Twitter, you can that at Lord H. That's L zero R D underscore H. If you are going to accuse me of all sorts of awful crimes uh, over there on Twitter, please do make sure that you do have proof to back it up first of all, uh, because uh, unlike Fudge, <laughs> I do tend to take screenshots of people that accuse me of things, and uh, my lawyers will be in touch with you um, if you uh, slander me over there on Twitter. <laughs> um... <laughs> that went a bit dark all of a sudden. That oh, oh. Have, you seen, have you seen the week is ad, Lord H? It's actually. Uh... Or, uh, uh, or you can follow the podcast at, at www.thewednesdayweek.co.uk <laughs> or www.teemill.co.uk. And let's bring it back. <laughs> <laughs> Do have a little over there on our Facebook and our Instagram as well, because we are uh, surprisingly um, continuing to do some bits over there as well. I think this is the longest we've um, created content. It may well slow down um, as of this week, but uh, we shall really, really try to, to, to carry on with that as well. Ladies Are you off your holidays now? Because I swear <laughs> to God. Have you not been enjoying the the uptake in our social media no, content? I've unfollowed our own pages. <laughs> well, I will have you know that over 700 likes have been uh, added to that page whilst I have been um, on my sabbatical. So um, there are people out there enjoying it, Victoria. Uh, if you're not one of them too, that, that enjoys my specific brand of humour, then <laughs> fair play. I don't disagree. I'm- but yes it has been a pleasure as always ladies and gentlemen thank you so so much for joining us be good be safe and we shall see you real soon It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget share boxes coming down the left wing, ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points, back of the net. Lubosh! Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you later! Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.